All right, we'll get back to our bets of steel, back to our hockey bets coming up in 20 minutes, plus the games we've already bet for Week 10 in the National Football League and the Gone Too Far College Basketball Plays and Tyler, the creator of winning college basketball bets, his college basketball bets for tonight. But joining us right now to talk some golf bets coming up for this weekend, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. At some point, we're going to have this guy on and we're going to talk about some like actual really good tournaments. But until then, we've still got some golf to bet on. And joining us right now to talk about it is our Sirius XM teammate, Sirius XM PGA Tour radio host. Also does great work for our friends over at the Action Network, and that is Jason Sobel. Looking resplendent today in, like, Houston Oilers blue, I guess is, like, how I would describe this color. Like, not quite teal, but not quite royal. Like, a beautiful shade of blue for a beautiful man. On Twitter at mm. Jason Sobel, T-A-N. My friend, we appreciate you joining us once again to talk some golf here on You Better You Bet. How's it going? Hello, boys. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I know you probably can't tell me from Derek Henry, but, you know, he's, he's just a little <laughs> bit bigger than me. Uh, Secondly, I will tell you that the fact that you guys have me on during weeks like the Butterfield Bermuda actually being seen. I think we're going to have some issues with Jason's. Uh, Jason, let, let's do this, Jason, if you can hear me. The video is being a little choppy here. We're going to have Jake call Jason on the phone, and we'll get Jason back up on the line here in a second. So for people yeah. watching on video, listen, Jason looks very handsome. I, he said, Derek, I think it looks like a little bit like Will Levis to me right now. Maybe put some mayo yeah, on his nice. coffee. So, uh, so yeah. I think his video is stabilized. Jason, <laughs> Jake's going to call you in a second here. We'll do the interview on the phone to make sure that we can get him on. I think Jason was in the midst of complimenting us, right, because we're talking golf on a week yeah. like this with everything else going yeah. on. But look, you know that's why? what we do. Because we we like betting a, a lot, and it doesn't really yes. matter what the golf tournament is like at all. Yes, we 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 good, Th- and this tournament gets wacky all the time. I mean, just think like you're on. It's November, and you're in like a tropical destination. Sounds like Mike Brown. Maybe he's at the tournament. You know, November, and you're in a tropical destination. Like, yeah, yeah, it can get crazy sometimes. Yeah, we want to bet on it. That of course. Uh, Jason, you are in the midst of complimenting us, and far be it for me from stopping you from doing so. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Nick. I I will tell you guys in all seriousness that when it comes to you having me on the show during Butterfield Bermuda Championship Week when nobody else wants to talk golf whatsoever, you know what that does? When it gets to Masters Week five months from now and I get 863 calls to be on different radio shows, different programs around the country, you guys are at the top of the list because you guys were having me on this week. You guys have locked it in now for – any week you want me and everyone else who just wants to swoop in and, you know, oh, it's a big event. Let's have Jason. No, no, no. I'm sticking with my guys. They had me in Bermuda on that event. I'm going to be with you guys for the big ones too. So just want you to know that. That's, I mean, friendships made during the Butterfield Bermuda championship last forever. That's what we always say about those tournaments. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. Uh, and Jason, I was saying this too. I, and I think I'm right about this. Although to be fair, I don't know if I've watched this tournament every year. All I remember about this tournament is that like one year there was a hurricane during it and like nobody, nobody could even almost finish their round. Somebody random ended up winning. There was also a year where like no one could get into the country because of COVID. It just seems like weird, crazy stuff happens like Bermuda this time of year. No one's playing in the tournament. That's good. Or that's like at the top of the rankings, I should say. Am I right about that? Like, has this been a particularly wacky tournament historically? So this is only the fifth edition of the event, but yeah, you're right about that. Two years ago, I think it was, Lucas Herbert from Australia wound up winning. Poor Taylor Pendrith was like, he was up like four or five going into the round and shot a million that day. I mean, the the wind was blowing all over the place. It was hurricane-like conditions. I will tell you how weird this one is. Here's another couple of stats for you. The low 72-hole record for this event is held by Brendan Todd, 
who's about the shortest, straightest hitter there is on the PGA Tour. The low 18-hole score is Taylor Pendrith, who's one of the longest hitters on the PGA Tour. A few years ago, Brian Gay, who's now over 50 years old, playing the Champions Tour, he's as short as they come. He beat Wyndham Clark in a playoff, who's one of the longest players out there. So we, we talk on a weekly basis about trying to handicap these things, trying to figure them out. Figure that out. When there's an event that it literally is the longest and shortest players have played the best on this golf course. All right. So, yeah, that's, maybe we'll see some weird things coming up this weekend at the Butterfield Bermuda. Jason, let's, let's start handicapping here at the top of the board. At, Adam Scott's the favorite here at 16-1. Uh, to 1. Uh, Batie up next along with Brendan Todd, the aforementioned Brendan Todd, Alex Noren, the Belgian bomber, Thomas Dietrich, Alex Smalley, Ben Griffin, the aforementioned Lucas Herbert, the aforementioned Taylor Pendrith. A lot going on here. Uh, how do we handicap the golfers at the top of the board this week at the old Butterfield? Yeah, so what I will say is that it's actually a decent number. If I, look, I wouldn't advise betting for the top six uh, at the board. You're just not going to turn a profit doing that kind of thing. But for a year that we've seen a lot of guys at the top of the board with a number of 8-1, to 9-1, to 10-1, even 12-1, to one, Adam Scott is trading in most books right now right around 16-1, to one, which it's a pretty good number for a favorite in a fairly inferior field without too many big-time players in it, really without almost any big-time players in it. And so uh, I will say that if you like one of the guys near the top, at least you're getting a little bit of a bargain. You're getting a little bit of a break this week. For me, if I'm taking one of those guys, my favorite outright on the board is Alex Noren. He opened at 25. He's shortened up a little bit in most books over the last 24, 48 hours. But I, I think he's a guy that's got a few things going for him. First of all, He's in good form, three top 15 finishes in his last eight starts. He's only played this event once before, but he was 15th a few years ago, shot four rounds in the 60s. But what I like most about him, very much like Eric Van Royen last week, is that he's been a world-class player. He's been a guy that's done it on some of the bigger stages. He's won 10 times on the DP World Tour, so we know he's a guy that isn't afraid of the spotlight when he's coming down the stretch and trying to win a golf tournament and it feels like the odds haven't quite caught up to that okay they've shortened over the last day or so but he i still like targeting those players who have kind of been there done that and they're trying to get back to that place as opposed to a young player who's trying to do it for the first time jason i i know you and you know i think he came on the show and gave out rio ishikawa to win the, the zozo and to your credit like he was in like the final three pairings on sunday like didn't end up winning the tournament morikawa did but I mean, i'm guessing that was kind of an incredible sweat especially over the weekend and this tournament if this gets nuts if like the equivalent of herbert wins again except not him because he's low priced this time there have to be some random players down the odds where I mean, you mentioned it, long hitter short hitter moment like the happy gilmore green jacket gold jacket who gives a bleep like doesn't matter kind of what your game is this just all feels really random what is a really long priced guy who could win this tournament yeah so my strategy this week is alex norin and then i'm going down into the triple digits uh a guy like camilo vijegas we just saw him finish in second place last week played some great golf in Cabo at the Worldwide Technology Championship. He's a guy who's shown that he can be a momentum player. A handful of times during his career, he's backed up a really good week with a, a good week, a good performance the following week as well. And so, Camilo, I, I would have guessed, especially in this field and some of the players that are in the 40-1, to 50-1 to 1 range, I would have thought he'd be there. He's trading at about 100-1 to 1 right now, which I think is a great number on a guy who just contended 
a few days ago. Look a little further down the board, Kelly Kraft is starting to play some really good golf. He gets the advantage of being in the very first tee time tomorrow morning. I like him for a first-round leader play, but I do like him for four-round bets as well. I think he's a guy that's very steadily, sneakily trying to play some good golf lately. I just threw a couple bucks on David Lingmurth, who's about 150-1 to right now. Jason Duffner's uh, right around there, maybe a little bit even longer, maybe around 180 in some books. Satoshi Kodera, if you want to go that far. I mean, there there's some names that are in those triple digits that you're like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe the guy at 40 to 1 certainly has a better chance than he has four times of a better chance of winning than Jason Duffner. Not really. And so I'd rather chase some of those bigger numbers. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. We are talking the Butterfield Bermuda Championship with our pal Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, anywhere else on the board could be another outright that you like, a matchup, a top 10. One other bet that you like, and we encourage everyone to go to the Action Network. Jason always has full write-ups of every tournament, big or small, and check out for all of Jason's bets. Jason, just like your one other favorite bet for our listeners and viewers coming up for the Butterfield. I just gave this one out on the Gimme, our show that we do on the Action Network platforms every Tuesday afternoon. And uh, this is not a sexy play by any means, but if you're looking to just boost the bankroll a little bit, Austin Smotherman at plus 105 for a top 40. Again, look, this is not something that's going to knock your socks off. You're not going to the 19th hole this week on, I got a great play for you guys. No one cares. That said, this one is going, it's an inferior field. This one's going so deep that if you've got a pulse, and you've got golf clubs, and you can get a plane ticket, you essentially can get into this field, which means that the bottom half of the field is very, very light this week. There's not a whole lot of guys that are playing on a regular basis who are at the bottom half of this field. So top 40s are going to be easier to find. I like Smotherman as a guy who I've liked him throughout the last year, hasn't played his best golf, but I do think he's got a nice future ahead of him. He was 23rd here a year ago, so I'm willing to go back to that well and say that he can do it again. Jason, we'll, uh, we'll get you out of here on this. I have the standings up for the college football pool that you and I both take part in, hosted by a mutual friend that you and I have both been in for like a decade. Uh, you are tied for fourth out of uh, know, like 40 people, so you're doing really well. 56 and 44 against the spread. Good. Very, very respectable. Tied for fourth slightly further down. Uh, my entry, we affectionately called Kablamo, uh, who, and I am 51 and 49, so so closer to 500, you're doing a lot better. I know the last time we had you on, you're like, ah, it's Tuesday, like, I don't have anything for you yet. I must again ask, since you are better than me at betting college football, Oregon's like two touchdowns against USC, Michigan's four and a half on the road against Penn State, anything college football this weekend to get you out on here. And, and, and by the uh, way, yeah. just real quick, it is, hold on, real quick, it is unacceptable for you to not have an answer this time. Oh, okay, and that. All right, first of all, guys, I'm coming off the greatest football betting weekend of my entire life. Just smashed. I know this is one of those weekends where, like, the public hit, and I, I guess I'm as public as they come because, uh, you know, from Kansas State to uh, or Oklahoma State to the Raiders to the Packers, I mean, everything was great this weekend. So that said, uh, you mentioned Oregon against USC. I know USC is getting a new D coordinator in, or at least getting rid of the old guy. I'm not sure that's going to work. I've got so many Bo Nix Heisman tickets that I've been riding Oregon the entire time. Hopefully that uh, missed field goal at the end of the Washington game doesn't hurt Nix's chances. You know, I know they lost the game and I know you want to go with the guy that's 
playing for an undefeated team, but uh, it wasn't Bo Nix's fault they didn't make a field goal at the end of the game. So I'm hanging on to all those Bo Nix tickets, and I'm all in on Oregon, and hopefully they look at this game and say, hey, let's try to get our guy the Heisman. Let's run up the score a little bit, and Nix throws for five or six touchdowns against them. In all seriousness, how many, and like I am sure the number is really high. I'm, I mean that sincerely. How many texts do you get like Masters Week from like shows around the country for you to like come on their radio show or TV show or whatever to break down the Masters? On one day, so one day when I was with Golf Channel, which is going back, let's just call it 2013 or 14. I, one year I didn't cover the Masters. Uh, about 10 years ago, for whatever reason, we only had a certain amount of credentials. We split them up. I was going to go to the British Open instead, and so whatever, whatever it was. I stayed home, and I told our, our PR guy, hey, anything you have, send my way. I have a bunch coming my way. I did, I think it was 39 radio interviews in one afternoon or one day. Oh, I mean, literally starting at 7 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. I did 39 in a day. Yeah, I would, I would need to take, oh, like, the oh, next dear, day. Oh, dear my, God. Yeah, just like hearing oh, that giving me anxiety. My brain would oh, be soup. Uh, Jason's the absolute best. And yeah, man, like, I, I thought, I'm a little offended. I thought we were already kind of like friends to the degree that like, even if we didn't talk in between now and April, you'd still come on with us for the Masters. But listen, if it took like the butter, like to get us there, then like, then I'm down with that, yeah. man. This is what we need to cross that bridge to get you on for all the majors. We really appreciate it. Uh, Jason is on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. You got to check out his work over at the Action Network. And you can listen to him, of course, uh, Sirius XM teammate of ours on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. My friend, we appreciate it. Good luck with Smotherman at the butter and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. This is my way of saying thank you. Thank you for talking Bermuda Championship with me. I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm here for you guys whenever you need me, even on a big week when everyone else is calling. Great. Well, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you for the next tournament. Was <laughs> <laughs> it the RSM like, Classic uh, next week? We'll, like, we'll see you Tuesday. Well, actually, uh, day three of Lochmas will actually feature a guest host this week. Yeah. Sobelmas. 39... 39 radio. Yeah, you have I mean, you haven't even you haven't even broken that. Record. I haven't even I haven't even sniffed that in one day. Yeah. Like I've outrageous. done like eight like, well, eight like eight to 10 in one day before. Right, and then you do the show later, which is why That's like, true. The show I is do the, the show equivalent also. of like 50 50 radio. Yeah, hits. that's, so true. Just, that's true. That's a lot. But it is that's that is an outrageous number. That's I mean I can't when even I imagine was, the last 10 of those. When I was at CBS, I hope the year that Mecole Hardman committed to Georgia I hosted National Signing Day. I think it was like it was 2016, maybe, because <laughs> I, re- I remember his designation was athlete. Like he didn't even have a position; he was just like athlete, right. and he committed to Georgia. Um, that's the oh, and that's also the um, that's the that's the Rashawn Gary commitment to Michigan. Also, oh, that's the National yeah. Signing. I I I think the show was like 10 hours long. I think I was on for like 10 hours straight. <laughs> the, the year Mecole Hardman committed to Georgia, I was just and, like, and what? Rashawn Gary what? went to Michigan. It was like, yeah. oh my God, like Jim Harbaugh is going to be this unbelievable in. recruit. Yeah. I should have tuned in. Well, me, neither. Yeah. me neither. All right, on the <laughs> other side, hockey bets, bets of steel. Uh, gone too far, college basketball, Tyler's College Hoops, and the games we've already bet for Week 10 in the NFL.